Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week uh, Barbara and I are travelling to Italy to try Angelo Poretti. But first, Barbara, what have you got going on in the Hot Topic for me? Well, it's quite a big day today, isn't it, Joe? We've got Great Britain has been blessed in inverted commas with we've got a new Prime Minister... We've got brand new cretin in, in charge. <laughs> Sorry, that, you shouldn't take it to too much of a political place. Boris is out. Liz is in. Um, yes. It's been a tumultuous time. That's that's obvious. That's fair to say. Yeah. Um, but people are already into Liz for what she needs to, to get. So, actually, I can't I can't keep calling her Liz. We can't call her Liz. Can't call gonna, her Liz she's going to get confused with the que- old Queenie. Yeah, yeah. Well, Queenie and, and your wife, in truth. So. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, just, <laughs> but I was thinking sorry. more for the general public situation. Sorry, They're probably more, the, more akin with the Queen than they are with my wife. Who, <laughs> I beg your pardon. That's who you meant when you said the Queen. I like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. Uh, Madam Truss, uh, in, in that case. Uh, loads of stuff going on in the news, uh, probably not news to, to a lot of people, but, you know, uh, cost of living crisis, mm. energy uh, bills going through the roof. So Quite a large war happening on the eastern front yeah, of uh, yeah, Europe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, a lot, lot of beef going on. But um, particularly we mentioned going on, um, particularly we just mentioned cost of living crisis, um, mm. are much cherished breweries are um, in the firing line a bit because they, like anyone, are going to feel um, the cost of living crisis and, and particularly these, yeah. uh, these high energy bills. So uh, I understand Camera, as we all mm-hmm. know, Campaign for Real Al, um, are already urging the new Prime Minister, these are some of the things we need in order to be able to survive. One statistic yeah. I saw going around in the last week or so, I don't know if you've seen it as well, but they said... Um, if you put in the context of how much energy bills going up, it basically the equivalent in terms of having a pint of beer means your pint is now going to cost somewhere between 15 and 20 quid. Um, oh, wow. So that's the scale we're talking to, um, talking about. And, you know, energy is something everyone's got to pay for. So yeah. that's what, you know, in theory, breweries should be charging us for our beer because they're going to have to soak up those, those costs as well. So everything's going to be more expensive. So, um, yeah, camera pleading to uh, um, our new prime minister to uh, to basically well introduce a cap or some sort of um, uh, measures to to mitigate this. So uh, mm. yeah, not not a great bit of news, but um, you know it's something that's that's obviously close to our hearts. Well, it's also very on point. I mean, as you say, this is not you know it's not just the beer industry who are raising these kind of like concerns this is being felt across countries and especially here in the uk at the moment i've just um, from my news media i'm seeing a lot of these kind of like now liz trust is in it's like here are the things we need from you from x industry or whatever i saw one earlier on actually beer related from days brewing um you know we covered days a few uh quite a few episodes ago um and they basically had a very similar kind of vein of like hey liz trust you're now prime minister here are things that we as a you know the our company, but also the broader, like non-alcoholic and, and beer industry, would like from you. And I think maybe that links is you know obviously camera is camera, and they hold a lot of weight, um, and they are, obviously are speaking for a lot of breweries here. Um, but it's interesting that even from like an individual brewery basis, there are they're willing to tag Liz Trust on LinkedIn yeah. <laughs> in these messages to say, "Oi, talking to you, Liz." Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be quite bad. It just t- turns on LinkedIn, and to be honest, I don't check mine very frequently, but it comes up and it goes notifications. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, when it, yeah. it, it runs out of like a number. I don't get this yeah. money on, on LinkedIn, I should say. This is probably for the Prime Minister. <laughs> just go, yeah. We've just got dot, dot, dot. Um, but it's... I mean, oh, go on. it'd be good to, good to be thinking if, they, if she actually goes through those LinkedIn messages, but I have a feeling that uh, you know, <laughs> she's got people looking at that <laughs> or screening them yeah, for her. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got time for this, to be fair. Um, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> well, she sat at home flicking through. Oh, Dave Brewing sent me a note. I've, I've heard she's more into Instagram, actually, as well. <laughs> a little bit of Twitter and actually... For, she dabbles in Twitter. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. I don't think yeah. she's on Reddit. <laughs> No, no, because um, I think she probably gets quite a lot of stick on Reddit, but uh, she... but a massive TikTok following. You know who'd have seen it? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have called her, would you? But um, oh, isn't that it's Nadine Doris on the, um, the uh, now former uh, Minister for Culture, Media, and Sport? She's all over it, but she probably calls yeah. it Top Tick or something like that. To be fair. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, we joke though. But you know, at the same time, with the, yeah. things the way they're going could be quite serious um with... well i think it's serious serious but also as well i'm pleased to see that people are standing up you know saying this is what we need uh, i mean hey with everything that's being said going forward all doom and gloom as it as it you know from one end to you know it'll all blow over from the other end at least we can we can all agree that there's going to be a place for the breweries yeah within this and this industry needs to survive um, not that you know we want the majority if not all breweries to survive um, but obviously within hard times there's always some level of scaling back others that find it more harder than others my favorite um, you know kind of anecdote I suppose in this area of like you know going through hard times and you know the kind of the brewing industry pulling together um, I might have mentioned this before but you know there was a big um, hop drought in the states probably in about 2008 time, you know, so when a lot of the craft beer scene was kind of getting up and going and there was a lot of, mm. uh, you know, microbreweries and, 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 you know, kind of getting going. And this hop drought basically came in. So basically there was just a real scarcity for hops. So obviously, yeah. as we know, hops are major, major ingredients <laughs> for making beer. One of the big um, five, actually. Pretty, pretty much needed, yeah. And uh, and all these breweries were basically on the cusp of saying, well, I mean, we literally can't make our beer, we can't sell anything, we're going to go under, blah, blah, blah. Sam Smith's, you know, as we know, the massive... Uh, sorry, Sam Adams, you know, the one of the biggest brewers in the US, um, at that point basically opened up their hot reserves and just gave them out, you know, or fraction of the price, whatever, you know, basically just helped out all of these like microbreweries and small, small groups. And, you know, even that medium sized breweries just stay afloat basically during this period. Um, you know, so, and I think there's a lot of breweries that probably would have to help, um, thank Samuel Adams for that mm. at that time. So, even in doom and gloom times, good stories from good people can come out, and I think the brewing industry is a good testament to that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Oh, I'm sure things will be will be tough, Mo. There's, there's no doubt. But um, I don't know. I suppose if it's of any comfort um, to any brewers out there who are concerned at the moment, at least you know it's always you'll you'll all you do tend to have a fairly uh, loyal. Uh, set of customers that's that's the <laughs> the only other thing i can think of to, to maybe help but um yeah fingers crossed thing, things aren't as bad as, as they potentially look at the moment but uh, i suppose only time will tell yeah i mean i think talking about you know the times at the moment it's obviously worth nicely segueing into our beer of the day um because for me it's you know especially for like kind of new you know kind of with everything that's going on right now it's always quite a difficult time for any new brewery 
or a new kind of beer to kind of make its own scene mm-hmm. and uh, and to kind of break into a new market. And I feel Angelo Peretti has exploded as of late here in the UK. Would you uh, would you kind of say that they've at least not exploded maybe, but they've become more relevant here in the UK yes. than they ever have done? I exploded and and I suppose snuck up on me. And I understand mm. that they're well, actually, possibly the the beer itself or the one that's 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 selling is has been around. The brewery's potentially been around for quite a relatively long time, but has yeah snuck up and, and all of a sudden just have just emerged uh, in in quite a big big way. So um, well, you mentioned they're they're quite old. How old? How old are they? Uh, bear with me. Eighteen seventy seven. I thought I saw conflicting <laughs> reports on this, but eighteen seventy seven mm. seems to be the one that actually comes up a few times. I think I'd also heard there was eighteen ninety. Um, but yeah, sorry, eighteen seventy seven. Mm. Uh, That's the date they're kind of officially rallying around, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because I think sometimes there's also, I'm sure that there's probably a few experimental beers that happened before that, <laughs> in possibly yeah. you know, like in the back of someone's shed or, or or something like that. But yeah, 1877. So it's been around. Uh, I, actually, that would be a good one. I can t- excuse me for being the math geek, but I'd love to get. Oh wow, no, it's really not interesting. Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I'd like to see, I'm sure you could plot it out some way, but like a graph over time of breweries and how many that could show how many live to be how long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So say if you had when you went back from, I think there must be one, maybe not a thousand AD, but if you yeah, started yeah. from like 1500 and just like how many yeah. And numbers and are still around. Now. In my head, there's a really cool thing there, and someone will put I, it together. I think you're talking about a great chart that should be on the you know the Reddit subreddit of uh, data is beautiful. Yeah, you've been on that one. That's exactly what I can picture. These amazing charts of data, statistical data, like synthesized into something that's like, oh wow, visualized in a really cool way. Yeah, yeah. I'm laying down the gauntlet. That is out there. If anyone wants to or can or knows where it is already. Please, because I'm really interested in that. But yeah, so anyway, yeah. 1877. So these are, blimey, they will be, what's that? That'll be 150 in, in five years' time, isn't it? So yep. yeah, that's that's a good innings. But um, That's a very good innings. And they came, they come from uh, the mind of Angelo Peretti. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good he named the beer he's, after yeah, himself. He's, he's doing the George, George Foreman. He put his name on it. <laughs> Timothy Taylor's. Timothy Taylor's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so George Foreman, yeah, sorry, I should keep it to... Hold on for doing a beer reference. <laughs> oh, George Foreman's fair, yeah. you know. Although, uh, can you even get a George Foreman anymore now? I mean, I know it's quite big I in the States, so. but I, I think they, they, they might get them here. They would almost go into the realms of antiques now, wouldn't they? <laughs> George <laughs> Foreman grill. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're, yes. we're doing the yeah. Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe routine there, weren't we? It was where did they come yeah. from? Where did they go? Um, <laughs> they're northern... It's northern Italy, isn't it? In the Is it Vagana... Mm. Um, Mountain range. Yes, yeah. I, I hadn't. If I'm quite honest, I had to Google where that is. But you, you would know as your your kind of travel guilty geography buff as you are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Valgana, Italy, and they still have their headquarters is in Undunu Olona. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can only presume is in the in the area. Yes. Um, uh, actually, do you know? What? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. This got me a bit um, carried away because. Mm. I thought, well, hang on, it's a beer that's snuck up and sort of gone really mm. big really quickly. Who's bought them out? Who's Who actually yes. owns them now? And who's got the distribution networks? But I was reading also that um, Carlsberg bought them mm. out, but, but they bought them out in like 1982. 
Yeah, uh, very early on. So, which I was, yeah. fa- I was, we, I was, I found that quite interesting because given that they've only just for us seem to have arrived, as you say, kind of popped up on our radar. Mm. I was expecting this to be a very new acquisition by maybe the Carlsberg, Carlsberg, you know, Marston's, you know, yeah. group group that they've now become uh, here in the UK. But no, you're right. It, it, they've been around for a long time with, with this brand in their portfolio, um, but seem to seemingly have only just really started to make a bit of a song and dance about it here. I'd have to also, again, another um uh bit of interesting data and graphical analysis was also I trying to remind myself of which brewing conglomerates own which brands and I was trying mm. to think if ah is it because Carlsberg figured they needed to make more of their Italian premium lager or mm-hmm. beer uh, to go mm. up against you know um uh, Moretti Peroni. Yes. I mean, Moretti uh, and Madri. Mad, Mad, <laughs> we talked about Madri recently oh, as well. That's, uh, that's, well, that's yeah, a sorry, Spanish yeah, one. Sorry, yeah, I would say being, being picky. It's still, it's still in that space, isn't it? I think you're right. I think this is exactly why we're starting to hear more about them and they're starting to be pushed into bars and, and supermarkets a lot more is because it's, it, there is now a real demand here in the UK for, and as a, glo- and a kind of a global trend for what we're kind of calling a new world lagers you know premium lagers so it's these kind of beers that are i mean this is we didn't even mention at the start but angelo peretti is a 4.8 percent you know lager style beer is how they refer to it which is quite funny yeah um but it's like a light lager you know and it's this exactly trying to play into this space this kind of new world premium lager space that madri are in that uh beer moretti and as you say to, to some extent as well peretti but um uh, peroni sorry but i always put peroni in its own kind of category i think it's like just that other level of kind of premium in my mind but yeah. anyway yeah um just because they put they've been around a bit longer and they've put a lot of branding uh, spend yeah. behind it but but similar to that yeah. it's that is that 4.8 percent so it's, it's it's top fours rather than lower fours in terms of strength yes but yeah. that quite cri- i suppose we should talk about what it is you know very you know light golden color crisp mm. um i tasty for, for my money as well um can i get can i give you the definition of how they prefer to it on the carlsberg marston's brewing company's website <laughs> you can beer. yeah are they probably are they, are they, should, should we see if i can guess some words that are on that like i yeah, want to say yeah, i want it. to say crisp and refreshing it's just because i've said crisp, okay. refreshing um yeah i don't know there's going to be something about maybe delicately hopped <laughs> okay okay but uh, you know uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a you know I was going to say not a gentle, but the, the, I, mean, I think they will mention the malt, but also okay. I've run out. No, that's 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 all. I've got. It's not not like we've been doing this for a while. I've run out of words. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the here's how they're referring to this beer. So they refer to it as uh, the Birificio Angelo Peretti Four Hops is a lager style beer characterized by a fine and sticky head with a clear appearance and straw like color. The four varieties of hops enhances the hoppy taste and strengthens the head. With its balanced bitterness and flavour, it pairs perfectly with fresh cheese, salami, fish and pasta with light sauces. Okay. I've never heard of a beer having a sticky head before. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would have been surprised if you would have referred to that earlier on. A sticky hair head and uh, strengthened, no, strengthens the head. A sticky head, clear <laughs> pants with a straw-like colour. 
Yeah, this is an interesting description. You know I, in fairness, I think I have heard straw-like colour before, okay. but not many okay. times. It's been relatively rare. Right. The, the sticky head is, 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 is sticking out to me. Um, <laughs> and I did see there was a little bit I read somewhere else about that they want to do a bit of pairing with, with foods and that sort of thing. My really mm. infuriating thing is um, I've tried to... Actually, maybe I, I, if I'm being honest with myself, I could have looked harder. But I looked at a few places, <laughs> and I've only been able to find two of the four hops. Yes, tell me. So they refer to themselves as four hops. I wonder if it's not on the back label or anything. Well, I um, well, I don't, you have to remind me where I've seen it. But a Columbus and Zeus hops okay. are involved, um, and I don't know the other two, and I'm trying to find out. Um, so they have it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I'm going to read what's on the back of the label because it adds a little bit more flavour. Um, not so much the hops because on the back of the label for ingredients, oh. it just says, guess what it says, Baba? <laughs> Water, malted barley, barley and hops. hops. It doesn't say anything yes! specifically what hops. It's got, I, them it's, it's got them all. It's weird though because like, it's almost like it's a secret, isn't it? But I imagine, yeah. imagine brewers tend to know most of the hops. Um and yeah. it's only for, you know, mm. you could put it on the label because I imagine most people, I, I don't know. Is, are they gonna... do, you know what, do you know what it'll be as well? It's because the hops will change. Yeah, I suppose that's it, isn't it? So the reason why I say that is having been to quite a few breweries now, obviously you've got a lot of beers that are staple and they have to go with specific hops and that's the ideal. But there are also times where you have to use different kind of hops for whatever reason, temperature of different countries or, you know, kind of climate or like just logistics, you know, not getting the same hops coming through. And so the, the brewmasters will pick and choose and change up the hops to slightly still get the same output of beer, which is, I think, is fascinating mm-hmm. that they can do that. Also, another reason why I think that might be the case is looking on their website, diving into a bit more about their story. And one of the images that they've got on this website behind the text that talks about their hops, I can only describe it as like a hop library. You know, it's got, a, it's like basically a, a, just a full bleed image all across the screen with, you know, shelves just all these little like shelves yeah. and shelves and they look like little separators separating out little name tags underneath, uh, you know, like, like school, like, like children's school bags, oh, okay, you know, yeah. like little school lunches used, would go on their little the shelf. Dewey decimal, decimal system to, uh, <laughs> uh, and I don't quite know why I morphed into Sean Connery there. Um, to, to and so I and I wonder, and because they've all got different names underneath, I wonder if that's a you know an, an insight into their kind of four hops is actually just it's a generic number of it. They all contain four hops, but what hops they are is slightly changeable, well, which is why you're finding it hard finding the actual names. Of them. So I won't list my source because <laughs> it's it's the one that certainly when I was a student, we said don't ever use it <laughs> as a source. <laughs> But I was reading, it came up that Angelo Peretti, Birifico Angelo Peretti, did lots of beers mm. that basically almost, you could almost categorise them by the number of hops they were used, basically from three to ten. Oh, so they're known for their hoppy usage of so, beers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it lends, lends a bit, bit more um, evidence to what you were just saying about they, they mm. want to show off because I think they even sort of call themselves hop specialists, don't they? Oh, um, yes. So yeah, yeah, the um, you know, from three to ten, there is one for seven. Yeah, it was the uh, unfiltered was the the, the seven 
Seven Hop. Uh, Lupoli, by the way, is the Italian version. Yes, well, I'm, I'm intrigued um, because obviously I'm looking at the website now, but this is obviously the .co.uk and it's only showing up one beer, which is the one we're having. Yeah. I wonder if there's a, a like an Italian website where they've got load, all these other beers, these fantastic I'm, beers. I'm guessing the, oh. the, the uh, yeah, the Birra Italiana Premium. <laughs> Who knows what that means? Um, <laughs> I'm imagining that's the one that's that's exported. But if you're mm. if you're local, you might be able to get hold of the so the the, the ten hop beer is the the champagne beer six percent, which I imagine is probably I I I'm big guess here, but um, I imagine it's you know similar to was is it Curious Brew who do the one with the champagne yeast. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that varies from you know there's a, a nine hop. Uh, 5% um, wheat beer, uh, a 9-hop porter, uh, yeah. a 9-hop uh, IPA. Um, oh, and I, I think, yeah. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, no, carry on. Yeah, five, five and six, they're, they're a couple of double malted. Um, and there's a, yeah, so one of the six is a 7% Bock Rossa, so like a Ooh. red colour that, um, I don't know why. The, the, the colour red just draws me in and I'd quite like to give, give that a try. But um, mm. uh, I've got to say, very drinkable, going down very easy. Maybe because we've had a very difficult Tuesday <laughs> and it was just <laughs> what we needed. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're absolutely spot on. I've just literally gone on to their beer for us, like their angeloparati.it. I've just sent you the link in the in the oh, chat. Tough. Um, and you're absolutely spot on. Like they basically, be, in Italy, there are loads of these beers. This is not just a one beer outfit. This is a loads of beers, um, and they're all about the number of hops that they have. They have in there. I did, I've never seen a brewery do this before. This is the first time I've yeah. ever seen a brewery differentiating their beers by the number of hops, primarily through the number of hops they have, yeah. which is fascinating. I'm going to have to remember this actually because I think this is uh, this is really cool um, in, in a branding exercise. Um, so yeah, so they have you know three hops, four hops, and they have different beers within those like numbers as well. So the four hopped one is obviously their primary one. This is the one that's made its way over to the UK now, but in a different branding. Mm. Um, and they have ones, you know, diff- like uh, filtered and unfiltered and non-alcoholic version as well. Um, when you get to seven, uh, you've got different flavors of hops, uh, of like beers mm. uh, inside, which is quite interesting. And then when you get to the nine hop versions, that's when they're kind of trying, what I would say is they're kind of like craft beer. Yeah, like yeah, okay. Beer ones, like the hoppier ones that they have. They've got an American IPA hopped version. They've got a Belgian Blanche hopped at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've also got a Bohemian Pills hops at nine as well. Um, and yeah, and then they've got a number, a 10, which is their highest number of hops, which is called the 10 hops, the bubbles. The bubbles. So I quite wonder, it looks to be quite literally like in a champagne glass. <laughs> so it does, yeah, well, the a, bottle looks magnificent, doesn't it? That yeah, like look a, at it. Like a, wow, like, kind of like champagne, as you might expect. Well, what they say, it's a special beer that contains within it, the, this is again, trans- bad translation from, from English, <laughs> uh, from Italian, uh, the best of two worlds, that of beer, thanks to its use of 10 different varieties of hops and that of wine because it is re-fermented with the same yeast used in the sparkling process, which gives it a vinous scent mm. and a foam with a refined pearlage. Do you know what? I quite like this. I could, I'm just, the more I sort of look at these guys, particularly if you go and look at the Italian stuff, which the, the Italian <clears throat> uh, pitch, if that makes sense, the more it feels like it's like they are who they are and they don't look like they've necessarily been, been repurposed too much and I'm 
uh, having had a look at that, I'm I'm desperate to try all of those beers. Absolutely, so, they look sound amazing, don't they? Yeah, um, and you can see why this one. I mean, not not having tasted yeah. the others, but you can see why this one is the one we can get over here. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe they've uh, now got a foot in the door. Yeah, maybe we'll see more like the nine hopped versions coming over, yeah. like the craftier ones coming over in the in the future. Once Angelo Peretti's kind of made its name here in the UK, and it does look like, as you're saying, kind of from the label that they've gone for a different branding style mm. on these on this the UK version um, or the exported version, I might say, um, rather than the the one that you can actually get in Italy. But it, it must must be close to the same beer, if not the same. I don't want to oversimplify it, but also the if you look at the bottle here, is it? Is there a little bit of they took Moretti and took Peroni and smashed yeah. the two together? <laughs> and that's what the bottom we've got. I'm, I'm you probably am oversimplifying. No, I think you're I've right. I've got no objection to it, right. really. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, what's what's popular in the UK right now. Let's make a beer that looks that looks favourable. <laughs> it could be that uh, you know, I, I say that they could have had this idea a very long time ago, and just now we're seeing it. But that's that's where that's what I can see. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the beer. Don't know about you. I'm quite Definitely. enjoying it. Yeah, as a flavor. yeah, and it's one where um, again, if you're at a UK pub and you see that the arch with your four yeah. or five beers on there, I, I would go to it. I, I would say, yeah, I'll be yeah. ready. Uh, even if it's, you know, just in my own mind to start off with, with, with thinking that I'm going for something a l- little bit different, yeah. but um, very, very drinkable. Um, and also, I mean, you know, a little bit stronger, but also not quite in your 1664, 5.2%. So even mm. just dropping it down mm. a little bit, you know. Um, I'm with you. I think if I were to go and pick up any time where I would pick up a, a Birmoretti or a Madri I, or even a Peroni potentially, mm-hmm. I'd pick this up as well. Yeah. I think this is the, the same kind of category. This is going to, a lot of people are going to enjoy this at picnics in the summer as well. <laughs> yeah. Or or uh, or freezing in the non you know in the chilly winter without any electricity oh, yeah. power on. <laughs> yes, yeah. and to be honest, at that point you're going to be as up for it as, as any other time, I think. <laughs> but on the plus side, you won't have need to have put put your fridge on because you know you just yeah, that's it. Just pop it outside. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, well, on, on uh, Instagram they have uh, this is uh, Birificio Peretti UK. They have one thousand and two hundred followers. Again, still kind of growing. While that looks at things, they don't even have a Twitter right now. Um, and I'm going to have a try and find it very quickly. Fischio Poretti. Um, I think we, did we close that off? Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Just, yeah we can just fine. cut it off after those. Okay, stopping. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.